Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. My name is Alicia and I am all the way from South Africa. Now just as a heads up, this is a podcast that can be true or can be false depending on what you believe. Also, there you might <laughs> there are <laughs> two animals in my apartment, one in the kitchen and one in the bedroom. One is a cat and one is a dog. They don't like each other. So, you might hear noises. The dog sometimes makes sounds and the cat meows. So, it's a zoo in here. Deal with it. Anyway, today on the eve of Halloween, when the veil is at its thinnest and the air around us is just a little bit more charged than usual, it's like a static in the air, you know? And the feeling like something can happen or you can meet something that you didn't want to because you never know if you believe in ghosts maybe tonight and tomorrow is the time to see one also officially from this morning sunday the 30th at the time here in poland has changed so it's like one hour extra sleeping yay um we were thankful now today's podcast is about demonic possession yes demonic possession well can you actually possess like a demon can it be yours i don't think so i don't think you can actually keep it like you know part of your possessions so why did they use that term why did they choose the term demonic possession it baffles my mind a little bit but anyway do you know what it means to be possessed or suffer from demonic possession can you like suffer from the right word anyway anyway demonic possession is defined by the university oh no wait sorry george fox university demon possession chapter seven of counseling and the demonic um by roger k buford buffered i don't care enough sorry dude i'm so sorry anyway it is stated that demonic demon possession is a condition in when in which one or more evil spirits or demons inhabit the body of a human being sorry a human being and can take complete control of 
their victim at will. So basically, one or more spirit, ghost, demon, thing can control you like a puppet. They basically are your brain and you just do what they want you to do. That's how I can see it, you know? I don't understand. I honestly don't know how I feel about demonic possessions. Um, but watching movies like Paranormal Activity and um, I mean like the exorcism of Emily Rose and all the exorcisms like in all the series or is it even a series or the independent movies um, it's a little frightening you know it's a little frightening I can deal with ghosts don't get me wrong I can deal with ghosts I have dealt with ghosts but demons 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 that's a that's a new ball game that's a new ball game for me why would a demon choose you like what makes you a candidate for the demon possession well anyway before we get all my answers for all my questions Dickerson used like it's a person but he used the expression demonic possession but they say in this chapter 7 that the term possessed is misleading because it's more an invasion or control um, yeah it's not ownership so that I mean like yeah I agree and oh the demon um, wants to control your life and behavior so it's yeah it's mostly control and I mean, I can't even think about it. Like, if you're on high on drugs, that is kind of losing control. But what would even a demon possession feel like or look like? Is it similar to the movies? Like, is it really like the movies? I know some churches still do exorcisms. I know it's still a thing. And some people like live by the idea that there are demons and possessions and people can be possessed but is it really something or just like chemicals in your brain that you are a little nuts and that's okay state here some of the symptoms of demonic influence or control in ex 
in its extreme forms um, include things like loss of consciousness so being unconscious or like not completely there um, speaking with another voice I mean you could just have a split personality you know and projection of a distinct personality that still screams either borderline personality or multiple personality disorder to me not necessarily um, I mean not even borderline personality but like definitely split personalities and I won't call that demonic possession there's just like a fracture in a person's personality or like being from psychological issues um yes so it's it's weird oh yeah you have unusual physical strength or outbursts of rage so maybe the people try and drug up the people with the split personality so when the other personality that they don't like comes out it's like here take this but then that supercharges this person and then they become aggressive and they're very strong um and <laughs> i mean isn't there a way to explain all of these symptoms but disintegration of the personality and supernatural sensibilities like clairvoyance and precognition yeah so I honestly I honestly don't know <laughs> yeah they have had accounts where people would go naked like without clothing and they can't see or hear or speak they say bizarre behavior I'm excited to discover this bizarre behavior because honestly Honestly, I'm a little skeptical, but I don't want to invite them in. Please, please do not see this as me wanting to experience it. Nope, 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 nope. My ghosts are enough for me. Thank you. So some of the case studies of past um, patients, I'm going to say patients, uh, that were, or like not patients, but ministries that went to patients that were possessed um, re reported signs of that like many 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 of the patients were um, morally deprived and melancholic um, they had ecstatic episodes and they were extremely aggressive they were they had periods of consciousness they were foaming at the mouth that just screams rabies to me sorry don't know if it's the same for people but I mean, like animals um and then they were resistant to religious activities such as prayer and scripture readings and they were speaking in unlearned languages and they had phantom pain and depression and 
impure thoughts and obsessions with um, sexual actions and sensual actions and they had a hostile nature and they were hearing voices that uttered a con <laughs> like yeah, just statements condemning them like oh like you need to murder and commit suicide or something you know so it's just wowie wowie was this in one setting or was this over a course of time because if i'm bound to a bed like most of the possessed humans are in movies i think as time goes on and i'm just bound to my bed i might get thoughts of you know the murder at that stage depending on how many weeks or months or days or whatever if it's a few days no but if it's a few months yes and if it's a few years absolutely and i mean um oh, i don't know i don't wanna make fun of this i honestly don't i don't but it's weird i'm sorry i am mostly a logical human being there is some part of me that's that loves the mystical and magical and the fantasy but demons man demons i don't know how you guys feel about them but So, according to this document I'm reading, um, they say that the people that went to see the patients that were quote-unquote possessed um, were scholars, scholars of scripture, oh my goodness, scripture, and they were professing Christians, etc, etc, right? And so they believed that there could have been, um, what is the word? Oh yeah, like they could have been biased to a specific degree because they read about what a demonic possession should look like, you know? And so they went to the houses and reported these these um symptoms but could they have over exaggerated or seen to an extent because of what they've studied so upon reading i discovered a story about a guy named mac now i don't know who this mac guy is but mac I mean, he seems like a sex addict. Anyway, Mac, um, he was obsessed with pornography and peep shows. My goodness. Um, now, and he was um, chronically, excessively pleasing himself. Yes. Okay. So, 
he also had a disruption in his social relationships and um, he <laughs> instead of, like he went to counseling I think but then she his wife discovered that he bought pornographic mag magazines you know like magazines I'm sure she was a little peeved anyway um, then she insisted he gets help they went to a spiritual counselor and he suggested that or she suggested it suggested that Mac was possessed by a lost demon the counselor then attempted to cast out the demon but had no success and um, the counselor then concluded that Mac did not really want to be cured um, okay I mean okay he's not the one with the issue his wife was I mean like he's got issues clearly but his wife had the issue with his change of behavior so maybe she should get an exorcism as well but um a short story no a long story short they discovered through counseling that mac had um these sexual habits from his childhood when he and a group of boys spent their time stealing adult magazines and um, explored different sexual activities with each other and whoever else wanted to participate. So it, he was potentially just suppressing a sexual obsession and the promiscuous nature for a long time and then eventually he just showed his true nature or his true obsessions i mean maybe at one stage of his marriage if it was in the beginning of his marriage um he would have maybe pretended to not be like that because i mean who who would marry someone like that I don't judge people, like I honestly don't, but she should have been more observant, I'm sure he showed signs of it. Yeah, so he was definitely not possessed, was he? Okay, so... <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing. They say how to be influenced or like how to get possessed. Yeah, like how to get possessed or influenced by a de demon, right? So they say there are a bunch of habitual patterns um, or sinfulness um, and a variety of forms of occult worship. So um, they say some might dispute it, but 
the use of alcohol and street drugs as well as the abuse of legitimate medications are avenues into demonic influence so are they just talking about um cravings so like you you're coming becoming addicted like yeah basically you are addicted uh i i drink alcohol of course but i don't think i'm possessed by a demon um and so cigarettes vaping hookah or shisha is that also avenues into demonic influence um, and also, if you possess charms or amulets, um, any objects associated with occult practices, <laughs> then you might be open to demonic influence. Oh, if you read horoscopes, tarot, car tarot cards, um, Ouija boards, and the game of dungeons and dragons then it could be intentional additional ways into demonic influence and if you listen to hard rock music especially groups such as acdc and kiss then you are also into um like you're into the avenue of demonic influence so <laughs> guys i'm well on my way to being possessed by a demon like honestly <laughs> if i have to f sorry if i have to follow the the, the written words here then i might have to go find an exorcist because goodness gracious i am possessed so one article um on the washington post six years ago said like the title is as a psychiatrist i diagnose mental illnesses also I help spot demonic possession. And this article was by Richard Gallinger. Now, it says how a scientist learned to work with exorcists. So, upon reading this, yeah, it says like this man in the late 1980s was introduced to a lady who called herself a witch and dressed the part with dark clothes that was like very flowy and a black eyeshadow that was like up to the, her temples and um, during her conversations with him she said that she is a satanist and is satan's queen and she was a self-styled satanic high priest um priestess so priest priestess um is like a priest just a female version of it anyway 
this person, the psychiatrist, is a man of science and he loves history. But after he studied the classics, whichever those are, at Princeton, he trained as a psychiatrist at, at Yale and then psychoana oh, a psychoanalyst at um, Columbia. So this man went to a lot of high-end schools and with his background, with his specific background, the Catholic, like, um, Catholic priests went to him for professional opinions, which of course he didn't ask for like any money for it, you know, it's like bono like for free where he could give his opinion and um, it was about this woman and if she was suffering from a mental disorder now this was during the height of a satanic hysteria um, yeah in Los Angeles because there was like a satanic ritual abuse in a preschool in Los Angeles and or alleged like alleged satanic ritual sorry but I mean like it's just a a mess yeah like this satanic woman just helped to make the hysteria a little worse so he was initially inclined to skepticism he was skeptic but then his patient's behavior was unlike anything he could explain in his trainings um in his training so she was able to tell people their secret weaknesses and um, she knew in how specific individuals that she never encountered had died um, including this man's mother from a fatal case of ovarian cancer and then six other people later declared that during this woman's exorcism they heard her speak multiple languages including latin which is unfamiliar to her if not in the trance and um The only way you could explain it was a paranormal ability, you know? And he then uh, concluded that she was indeed possessed. But then later she told him her story. But unfortunately, I don't have her name and I can't trace the story. But... I am going to tell you the story of the original Exorcist movie 
1973 horror film that was directed by William Friedkin, sorry, guy, but it was based on a true story, so buckle up, here we go. In the late 1940s, there was a 13-year-old boy and his alias name was Ronald, Roland, sorry, not Ronald, Roland Doe. He was um, mourning the death of his aunt, his beloved aunt, who she, which taught him um, about spiritualism and how to use the Ouija board. And then Roland's family started noticing strange things happening in and around their house shortly after the death of the beloved aunt. So in um, January 1949, the family reported hearing um, dripping noises and scratching sounds in the house. And then first Roland's mother believed that the noises were connected to the aunt's death. So the family started trying to contact the spirits they believed were in the house. Um, hoping to reason with them and to be left alone. So um, contacting them made it worse. Um, Roland then claimed he could hear someone walking in his room at night while he was trying to sleep and then the, in the morning, oh, I don't know if it was the next morning, but in the morning there were scratch marks found on his mattress. And then later on, scratch marks were appearing on his body. Now, not knowing what to do, they called a local minister. Um, to observe the like Roland overnight in the church and um, yeah so the minister suggested they reach out to Yesuits I have no idea what that is but um, this family then converted to Catholicism and tried to get Roland baptized but um, whenever they tried to get him baptized he would become uncharacteristically angry and past the point of angry like rageful and um, at some point Roland was even admitted to the to a hospital so that psychiatric psychiatrists um, could 
attempt to treat him, but they were unsuccessful. So they, the family then thought about maybe moving to a different house that that would solve the issues with the spirits. But even that did not stop the spirits um, or like the, the events. So the family felt like they were out of options on the point of giving up. So they contacted a priest to come and perform an exorcism. So Father Raymond J. Bishop was one of the priests who was contacted or like called in for the exorcism and um, he later wrote about his experiences so that's an interesting thing that I will read in a bit but um, another priest who came to assist the family um, he was father William S. Bowdern and he attempted to protect Roland through blessings and um, putting a crucifix under the young boy's pillow and um, leaving him to get lots, lots of rest because I mean like possession is exhausting and then when they, the family returned the furniture was upside down like flipped over and oh yeah and the crucifix will move to the edge of the bed and Roland's mattress was shaking like uncontrollably it was just like shaking um I mean like okay if that's the case I don't know what to explain like how do I even go and explain things shaking and moving and I I and yes if it's not a human like human behavior I feel like can be explained to some point or another but um mattresses shaking and things moving on their own and things like that that is bad juju like run run baby run run as fast as your legs can carry you get out anyway so then the priests performed multiple exorcisms on roland and um one was performed at georgetown university hospital and another was performed at the Election Brothers Hospital in South St. Louis, Missouri. So these all happened in America, of course. And not, not in a bad sense, but I mean, that's where the story comes from. The exorcism, the first exorcism movie. Now, um, while the exorcisms were performed... Roland vomited, urinated, spit, spoke Latin, similarly to the lady from the psychiatrist story. Um, Roland 
started speaking in a deep adult like voice that was not that was unlike his own and um, then the last exorcism was conducted with the help of priests Walter Hologoran and William Van Roo and at some point during the exorcism Halloran, one of the new priests in the pile of priests or the collection of priests or the gaggle of priests, I don't actually know what the collective name is of priests, but anyway. Um, yeah, Walter Halloran's nose was broken. And in the end, the priests claimed that they could finally successfully exercise the demons from Roland's body and then Roland could live a normal life um, but William Peter Blatty looked at the bishop's journals and that is where they got more information about like for the movie the exorcist so it's so difficult right so on one hand it seems very impossible that positions can take place and on the other seems unrealistic I don't want to experience it I don't know if anyone else wants to experience it but like okay if you want to whatever just don't involve me in it I don't I'm just telling people about it so this will be a two-part series um, there's uh, I'm going to read the documents from the one priest or friar or whatever he is, exorcist um, in the next one and um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you can and if you are willing please subscribe to my channel I am planning in the future to do um, like episodes more often <laughs> sorry the dog is moaning if you heard it she's like when are you done this is taking forever anyway so enjoy halloween eve i will upload the next lesson i uh, like next episode tomorrow and have a good time don't do anything that you know opens the door for demonic possession don't listen to ACDC, don't drink alcohol, don't use any amulets or dress as a witch or wear dark makeup or wear dark flowy clothes. Um, <laughs> just joking. If you do, like, enjoy it. Yes, it's Halloween after all. Okay, guys, have a nice day. 
evening and thank you for tuning in don't do anything stupid bye bye